0: Welcome on this Monday morning, brothers and sisters. It's Brother Derek at the microphone. This week, I want to talk to you about the word relentless. Hallelujah, relentless. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, cause the Holy Spirit to reveal, to edify, to uproot, to replant, encourage to satisfy the longing in the hearts and minds of your children give me the Lord to sow a seed and give fresh manna and bread to the hearer father in the name of the Lord Jesus you know if you if any of you ever saw me in a natural you wouldn't probably wouldn't be able to discern that once upon a time, I was able to run five or six miles. And when I got through, wouldn't wouldn't even breathe hard. You know, I could do about 20 pull-ups, 80 sit-ups in two minutes. But right now, uh, I probably couldn't do that right now. Well, not probably, I couldn't do it right now. And the reason is because I didn't keep up my discipline. You remember when you first got saved? My God, not saying that every relationship is going to remain how it was when you first met. You know, when you first met, that woman was so beautiful to you, you couldn't keep your eyes off of her. And you love that man so much if you're a woman that, man, if he he say, hey, you just start laughing. Ooh, he's so funny. Everything was funny. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. You know, you just couldn't get enough of one another. Well, as the time goes on, if you don't watch it, you get where you can't stand one another. Because whatever you practice, it will become a habit and you will become strong in that area. Bodybuilders are a revelation of someone who has been working out constantly, They've been lifting weights constantly, relentlessly. You know, they're pushing themselves when there's no more of themselves to push. A bodybuilder is an example of a person who has went overboard in that particular craft of working out, eating, and nutrition. They went overboard. They're relentless in their pursuit to build that peck, to make their, their, their body look sculptured. Well, God is looking for somebody who is relentless for him. That 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 is relentless in their prayer life, relentless in their praise, relentless in seeking their faith. He wants you to be insatiable for him. He wants you to be where you have to have him. Because you know the Bible teaches that we were created for his pleasure. And see. My my cousin in Atlanta, Tamika, she told me pretty much, I like how she worded it, she said we was created for God's entertainment. And so if we was created, see, our entertainment is the football game or whatever your hobby is, watching movies or whatever, God's entertainment is us. And even though he loves all of us, when you show a relentless attention to God, it's a reward behind behind that. Because it is written, he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. And at the first verse. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying. Now, let's go to the book of James. Now, Elijah has spoke a word. He made a decree. Job 22 and 28 it says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. So you can make prophetic decrees because you are a king and priest. You're a royalty, you're a royal child. God is your very own father. You are his very own child because it says call, call no man father and don't get too religious on that. We know that we have natural father You're going to call him father or dad or whatever. But what, what it's really saying in the sense of your total reverence, call no man father, for you have a father which is in heaven. You are a literal son of God. It's not your body that got born again. It's your spirit. Your body is the son of whoever. My dad's name was Willie. I'm the son of Willie. You know, in the prophet' it'll say, Uh, such and such, the son of such and such. You see what I'm saying? Prophet such and such, who is the son of Amos or whatever. Well, when you get born again, God becomes your father. It's not like Star Wars. Look, I am your father. No, God becomes your father. And you take on his divine nature. God is a consuming fire. Guess what? You are a consuming fire. God is righteous, you are righteous. God is holy, you are holy. But it's an imputed righteousness, it's an imputed holiness. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute sin. The holiness and righteousness is imputed unto you by faith. And what is that faith in? The faith is in the blood of Jesus. The faith is in the name of Jesus. So you're literal sons and daughters of God. God is your father. So, in the book of James, the fifth chapter, and at the 14th verse, it says, If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now, if you do exactly what this word says, I just did this the other day for a guy who said he's on dialysis. I did it like it was a light thing. You want to know the truth of the matter. Because it's not me that's going to do the healing. It's it's me being obedient to obey this word. I keep a bottle of olive oil in my mail truck. I saw this guy. I said, man, I had not ever seen you. He said, I worked 16 hours." But he said, now I'm sick and I'm on dialysis. And he said a few other words. And I said, I said, what if a preacher prayed for you? Would you let him? You know, I did that to get him to ask me to pray. Because it said, let him call for the elders of the church. So he said, yeah, I'm, I get one to pray for him. I said, yeah, that's what I do. And I said, when you read, I, you know, he said, hey, you got time right now? I said, yeah, I put that all on his head and I read this scripture to him because he is not me going to do the work. I put the Scripture, I put the all on his head. I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I anoint you with all," And I curse that sickness, command that sickness to leave his body. See, in the prayer of faith, not the prayer of unbelief, shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him mother, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. And I say, your sins be forgiven you. Confess your faults one to another, verse 16, James 5 and 16. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another that you may be healed. See, that's suggesting that sometimes you can be in a fault and sickness can come up on you. That's what that suggests, that you may be healed. Pray that you may be healed. Pray that you may be healed. healed. Now, this is the part I was trying to get to. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. What it is? A relentless prayer. A relentless prayer. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. Then it's talking about Elijah, verse 17. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth a fruit. So this scripture is telling you, pardon me for not muzzling this phone. This scripture is telling you that an effectual prayer will bring forth a healing. Will bring forth a deliverance. So we got to be fervent and consistent in our prayer. Got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed until tomorrow. Welcome on this Tuesday morning. Brother Derek at the microphone. We're talking about the word relentless. Father, I decree the blood of Jesus Christ upon the hearers of this word. Let grace and let favor. Hallelujah. Overtake every person that is listening to me. I decree that their bodies are healed because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Let the healing glory fall upon them, Father. I decree that their finances are blessed because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Let the spirit of multiplication be upon their bank accounts. And Lord, let favor surround them as a shield in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're gonna to go to Genesis, the 32nd chapter. And we're gonna start at the 24th verse. But recently I was looking at a word from a, a particular prophet on YouTube and uh, something struck me out of something he said. He said he was praying for his partner And he was seeking the Lord for a word. And he said he prayed. He had told his staff he was going to pray from 6 o'clock in the morning until 6 o'clock the next morning. In tongues, praying in the spirit. He was going to pray 24 hours in the spirit. And I was like, wow. And that would fit the definition of relentless. And? He got a word and he was talking about that word and that word is very accurate. But you know, he, what he was doing was he was fulfilling a particular scripture where it says the Lord is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. I think that's James one and eight. I know it's in the first chapter of James, but he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And like I was saying yesterday. We well, was created for God's entertainment, for His pleasure, and He enjoys it when you want Him. Don't men, don't you enjoy? Ain't it better when your wife's glad to see you, and she just smiling when she see you, and, and jumps up in your lap and all that kind of stuff? Ain't that better than when if, if she when you come home be like, "Oh Lord, here go that rascal." Which one do you like better? Her being glad to see you, meeting you at the door, all that kind of stuff, like she did when you first met. <laughs> Some of them still do it, a bit a little facetious. But isn't that better than, oh Lord, that go that big knotty head, that go that big beat head joker at the door? What you want? You was like, hey y'all, uh, hey baby, come here? What you know? That ain't it better to be glad to to be seen or heard. And that works on both ends. Now, I'm, you know, I'm just. <laughs> You know, being a little, trying to add a little humor, but a little wisdom to it, too. Well, do you think God enjoys me in love? Not just for what he can give you and, and do for you, but just enjoying him, thanking him for, man, you made me. What a great thing. Man, I could have never thought, thought about it. you can make a person, give them a heartbeat, give them a body, get them limbs and, and a mouth. It's an amazing creation, if you think about it. Just think about it. You are listening to me now. It's a What a great creation. Everything that God's made is, is, is just wonderful, man. He made the sun, the moon, air that you breathe, doctors, the doctor on this body. Man, it, it, all that kind of stuff. Him being the chief physician, like all wisdom flows from him. All understanding flows from him. Of course, man can get wisdom and pervert it. But we're talking about relentless. It's just a blessing to relentlessly pursue somebody that is great as God. Yochava, Elohim, Yeshua, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a blessing to be able to pursue the Lord, to be able to call upon the Lord. El Shaddai, glory, Jehovah Jireh, you know, to just search out his magnificence. Well, in the book of Genesis, the 32nd chapter and at the 24th verse, and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. So Jacob lock it up with a guy. He's trying to overcome him. Listen to this. And at verse 25, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the holler of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go. For the day it. And he said, I would not let thee go, except thou bless me. You know, sometimes you got to push through and pray all night. You know, one place it says, Jesus continued all night in prayer. He went into a mountain to pray. And he continued all night in prayer until the breaking of the day. Sometimes it requires that. I done did that a few times. You know, they'll have all night prayer at the church. You can do it at your house. You don't want to do it all the time, on don't guess, because you're going to need to sleep, so forth and so on, because your natural body needs rest. But every blue moon, you know, every now and again, hey, let's do that. Pray all night, wrestle with. With, with this thing in prayer, say no, he said, he said, he said, let me go for the day breaking. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. See, Jacob said I ain't letting you go, Lord, except thou bless me. Elijah said, I'm going to keep on praying that it won't rain. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer, the relentless prayer of a righteous man, it does much. It avails much. Being relentless, being consistent, having a fervency about yourself. That is what breaks the yokes. That is what breaks the bands asunder. A relentless pursuit of the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit, it breaks the yokes. It breaks the bands asunder. I'm not letting you go until I hear from you, Father. I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting you go until my son is off drugs. I'm not letting you go until my daughter is delivered from these evil spirits. I'm not letting you go until my family is setting your divine order. I'm not letting you go, Father, until things change in the earth, to change in the country. I'm not letting you go, Father. I'm not letting you go, Father. I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting you go. I'm wrestling with you all night. You're gonna hear me, Holy Spirit. You're gonna hear me, Father. Oh glory, I'm gonna press through for the prayer of a the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much the lord is a reward to them that diligently seek him verse 27 and he said unto him what is thy name and he said jacob and he said thy name shall be no called no more jacob See, the word Jacob in the word James, it means to supplant. Jacob translated from the Hebrew, it's translated Jacob from the Hebrew, and it's translated James from the Greek. It's the same name. Just like it's translated Miriam in, in Hebrew and Mary in the New Testament, same name. Just like it's translated Joshua in the Old Testament and Jesus in the New Testament. I just threw that in there. That that's that's really not important. I just want you to know that. But he said, "Thy name shall shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel." For as a prince, hast thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. What did God like? Can a man beat God? No. Can a man stay up longer than God? No. God enjoys the fact that a man is willing to do it. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, "Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. So, the 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 pattern is revealed in scripture. Of how you really get that anointing, how you really get that blessing, it's a pressing involved in it. It's a fervency, in uh, a relentlessness that that has to be involved to really get that supernatural, that that higher realm of anointing. I'm out of time. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, friends. Glad to be with you once again. And Happy Veterans Day, you know, I don't know if I'm going to release this message on Veterans Day or the day after, probably the day after. So, those of you who are hearing me, Happy Veterans Day uh, to those of you who served in the military. And uh, we're talking about being relentless. Father, let the spirit of prayer fall upon every person that is hearing my voice. I pray that they can pray. Father, I pray to you in the name of Jesus Christ that they can pray consistently. That they'll have a time set forth every day for prayer. That they'll have time set forth for reading your word. That you'll let your grace and your mercy fall upon them, Lord, in this hard thing that they cannot do by themselves, Lord. It's simple, but it's hard to do, Father. I know firsthand, and I humble myself, and I humbly ask you to be gracious, graceful and merciful to me and to the hearers of the word, that you will allow them to be able to overcome where they'll be able to pray every day and they'll be able to read every day. Let that fall upon me, let that fall upon the hearers in the name of the Lord Jesus. Brothers and sisters, that's one of my prayers sometimes. I pray that I can pray. Do you know the enemy will come and try to choke out your prayer life? See, as long as you have a consistent prayer life, he can't really touch you. So he'll send invisible enemies to you to try to choke your prayer life. When you get ready to pray, you'll have a phone call. Such and such got a flat tire. You'll get, you know, another day you'll get another call. Such and such and his girlfriend over there having a disagreement or some, some stuff. Something to get you off of your game. You understand what I'm saying? All of us designed to get you off your, your prayer game because when you get to praying consistently, especially if it's two of y'all doing it, it's gonna break the yokes. If you notice, every time a church try to schedule a prayer meeting or a family or anything like that, something gonna come up to try to break it. Why? Because you're doing much damage to the kingdom of darkness, and he don't want to allow that. Oh my god. Well, you know what the enemy fears? People who have come together to pray. If they can meet the pray, he going to like, I'm I'm saying this so you can be aware of it when it comes. If you got a group of men meeting to pray, he'll try to bring discord between you all. He'll try to bring distractions between you all. If you got a family meeting to pray, he'll try to bring discord and distract. You got a husband and wife trying to pray. He'll try to bring distractions and, and a little rift there to try what the rift be to hinder the prayer. See, because when two are praying in agreement, it is extremely powerful. It is extremely detrimental to the kingdom of darkness. And it's going to break the yokes. If you want to see your children delivered, fervent prayer. If you can add a person with you, it'll work. It'll work even quicker. Because one will put a thousand to flight and two will put ten thousand. One will chase 1,000, two will chase 10,000. The angels of the Lord hearken unto the voice of God's word. When you pray in scripture, it has an anointing behind it. It breaks the bands of thunder. It is the anointing that is stirred up by prayer that breaks the bands asunder. You see what I'm saying? Prayer simply stirs up the word. See, when you pray and decree the word of God, the rhema and the written word, Angels harking unto those words and they begin to go out to accomplish what you're sending it out to do. And the more fervent it is, the more power it is behind it. Because the more fervent or relentless you are in your prayer, the heavier the knowing falling upon the situation that you're praying about. All of us got saved because somebody prayed. I remember when my aunt, Alice first got saved and I was in high school and of course you know I wasn't born again I was of uh, the devil see because I wasn't born again and she would be praying and I didn't know she was praying I just remember I kept waking up and, and I just couldn't rest and like some want me to get right and I ain't not want to get right my sin stuff was coming to my mind what I was doing that I need to apologize and I, I don't want to yield to that I don't want to yield to that I want to do what I'm doing so me and my aunt was real tight, and I was telling her about it. And she's like, whoa, you should have jumped on your knee. You gotta say, I was praying for you during that time of night. I said, you need to stop doing that. What's wrong with you? You got the audacity to be praying like that for me. You, What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know that, was, that I said, stop waking me up like that. Do you know your prayers or favorite prayer like that are gonna wake up that wicked rascal? and are gonna make them have to repent? And then uh, I don't know if she stopped. Now nah, I eventually got saved years later, but Man, she had me under pressure. I don't want her. I don't want that pressure to keep on, cause I was gonna have to get right. What I'm charging you to do, brothers and sisters, is put some people you you love under pressure, cause them to be arrested in the Holy Ghost, and keep on praying and to pray them through. Don't pray them right at the door, because if you let up, then they're gonna say, he almost got me." Now, don't let up on them. Go months at a time like that until until you break through. So you got to break through. Luke the 18th chapter. And that's with sickness too. Keep on praying till you break through. Luke 18 and one, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always to pray and not to faint. Saying there was in a city a judge, which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubled me, I will avenge her. Least by her continual coming, she wearied me. Now, this is what an unrighteous man said. He is going to heed somebody who is constantly pressing him. This guy is unrighteous. And he's going to do it if somebody press him. God is righteous. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him, though he bear along with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. When Jesus (coughs) comes, pardon me, shall he find faith on earth. God is a rewarder of them that diligently pray, pray, of them that diligently read the word. Them that set their heart to be consistent, to be relentless, God is going to show up on their behalf. Shall not God avenge his own elect? Which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. Didn't God spare a city when he told Jonah to go preach in the city the preaching that I bid thee? Go tell Nineveh, Thus said the Lord, in 30 days is your butt. And Jonah went and preached the preaching that God told him to preach, 30 days. And it's your rear end. How I many understand what I'm trying to say? But the people that city, they heeded to the preaching of Jonah, all of them. Put on sackcloth and ashen, fast or whatever, prayed unto the Lord. They even put the animals on a fast. And God said he wasn't going to do it. Do you know the wicked king Ahab, God told Elijah to tell him this and thus and this is going to happen to you. And Ahab repented. And God told the prophet, he said, you see how Ahab humbled himself? He said, no, nah, I'm not going to even do what I told y'all I'm going to do to him. i will do it to his descendants. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that lets me know if his descendants would have repented, he wouldn't have did it to them. See, God is a reward of them that humble themselves, pray, seek his face. And be relentless towards trying to get a hold of him. I got a lot to say. I wasn't even quite finished, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus on this Friday. Let grace and peace be multiplied upon you in the name of the Lord Jesus. We're talking about the word relentless. Let's go to Luke 18 one more time. And we're going to start off where we left off, right? Luke 18 and verse 7, it says, And shall not God avenge his own elect, elect which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they was righteous and despise others. Trusted in themselves, listen closely, Trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despise others. How many know our trust got to be in the blood of Jesus? Our righteousness is imputed righteousness. It's not the righteousness of yourself. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You got to renounce legalism. And at verse 10, it says, Two men went into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. This is two men that are consistent in prayer. And the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, as unjust, adulterous, or even as this publican. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased. And he that humbled himself shall be exalted. Now, the reason I wanted to read this because we're talking about relentless. Some people think that if you fast twice a week, give tithes of all that I possess and this and that, that makes you more holier than the other person. No, what you're doing is you're practicing righteousness, but your righteousness is imputed and you should do those things. Now, I wanted to read that first So when you do these things, what you should do, that you won't get self-righteous. How many understand, I'm going to make you understand what I really mean. Let's go to Mark, the uh, ninth chapter, and we're going to start at the 17th verse. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taken him, he tarred him, and he foameth and gnashed with his teeth, and pined it away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they, they could not. And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto you. So he reproved them for being faithful. Jesus did. Call them a faithless generation. Now, remember, the the, the publican, he fasted and paid tithes. Now, I, wanna, I, wanna, I just want to show you something, which you should do. You should fast. You should pay tithes. But it has to be with a humility. When you practice these things, you have to do, do it with humility because the power, the source of the power, is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is your holiness. He is your righteousness. He is your sanctification. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus, I'm going to show you, are going to teach that you should do a lot of praying and you should fast. And that activates the power of God, but you've got to be humble. Now, I've ran across people who do these things, but they're not humble. They're arrogant. And when you become arrogant, you become a Pharisee. See, all of us are saved by grace, not of works. Is the gift of God, not a worse least any man should boast. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago that this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy him, but if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So this man got a son that had have seizures. It's a spirit. And uh, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So if you could believe, all things are possible. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried, and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that they said he is dead. A lot of times when the demons come out of person, they lay there real still. I've seen this myself. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? Now remember, first he reproved him for being faithless. So it takes faith. Faith is just a complete confidence in someone or something. You simply have complete faith that when I say this, even if it don't look like it, something is happening. And when you believe that a way, something will happen. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Sometimes you got these spirits that's real stubborn. You got your faith that's not built up. And when you pray and mix it with fasting, it's going to intensify the anointing. So Jesus was giving them the blueprint. To break any kind of demonic power. If you remember in Luke the fourth chapter, Jesus was on a forty-day fast, and it's and uh, when 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 the devil said unto him, "If thou be the Son of God," that's in Luke four and three, he said, "Command the stone that it be made bread." Jesus answered him, saying, "It is written, that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God." And he kept tempting him and tempting him and tempting him. And then at verse 13, it says, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Now watch this in this verse, verse 14, it said, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. So the power came upon him after he had did all that prayer and fast. And see, one place it said he continued all night in prayer. So the source of Jesus' power was a relentless prayer life. How I many understand this? It was a relentless prayer life. He told the disciples, pray with me an hour. Now, see, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow them to fast. He did the fast, and he, he wouldn't allow them to do it while he was with them. But he told them, pray a lot. If you pray an hour, that, that anointing is going to be on you. He said, this can't come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting other words, you don't build yourself up. Remember I was saying earlier in the week, if I would have kept running, kept doing sit-ups and push-ups, this and that, I would have never lost it. I'd still be able to run five miles. How many understand what I'm saying? You have to build yourself up with prayer. Build yourself up with reading the word. Be relentless in your pursuit of God. Be relentless in your prayer life. Be relentless in decreeing what the word of God says positively about you, that your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. You need to get the word of God, the New Testament, find scriptures that support life and godliness, that support health and prosperity. And you need to claim that scripture for yourself and say, this is mine and and personalize it and make it out of a confession and decree that over your life. That's what David used to do. One place in Psalm 118, David said, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Hallelujah. He said in Psalm 91, No evil befalls me, neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. Go and check out the Psalm. David was making the words of God out of confession. He was decreeing it. And then he wrote in Psalm 120, the angels hearken unto the voice of God's word. Hallelujah. I'm out of time, brothers and sisters. Have a great weekend. Be blessed.